The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you. It's Cabinet of Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. We lost Chadwick Boseman this weekend. Kind of devastating for the entire geek community and honestly, the film community. He was the star of Black Panther. He was only 42. He had kept his cancer a secret for a long time, so it really came as a shock. Um, Steven and I talk about what a great actor he was and what a legacy he'll leave behind in his short career. And to keep things from getting too dark, uh, we talk about Bill and Ted Face the Music and kind of where we can find joy where we find it. So let's get to that conversation. So my plan was that this was going to be the first positive podcast in a while. Yeah. Um, after a week of the RNC, which was like, um, it was like, uh, federally mandated bullying. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that we paid for. <laughs> yeah, that we paid for. Yeah. It broke a ton of laws. Um, basic blamed everybody else for the problems they caused. Uh, said nonsense that. and screamed at us. Yeah. I love that they're running on like, if you elect Democrats, all the rioting and the looting will continue. And it's like, yeah, but, it's like, but, but you're, you're the president right now, bro. Four years. Well, that, this is well, happening on your watch. I know. All, all, all he knows is shift the blame. And he's like, uh, blaming Obama <laughs> so works. Crazy. And it's like, Obama has, Obama didn't do any of this, dude. Uh, um, so that was exhausting. So I was just mentally drained all week. And then the only thing I had to look forward to was the release of Bill and Ted Face the Music on digital. And I bought it and I've watched it twice. And it's great. And I have so much to say about it. And then Chadwick Boseman fucking died. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, like six years younger than me. Great actor. Like you see him in anything. He hosted a hell of a Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago. Like really versatile. Just somebody everybody loves. Certainly a huge part of why Black Panther really resonated. Um coming at a point where Marvel let a bunch of their big guys go already. Right. I mean, he was, this guy was going to be the like face of the next wave of superheroes. Yeah. He, yeah. I think he was kind of the linchpin it, it, as it's set. I mean, when you looked at the other guys there, Benedict Cumberbatch and Paul Rudd are really cool, but they're not like center stage, you know, they're like weird quirky guys. Maybe we're going to, we're going to keep Thor around for a little while. Right. Um, Tom but Holland. Even in terms of like box office, Black yeah. Panther is the only thing rated higher, like money wise, like that made like Avengers level money. Yeah. I mean, even you know? Spider-Man isn't ma- didn't make what Black Panther did. No, because, it didn't. Because people have seen like seven Spider-Mans. Right. But yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. I watched it yesterday and uh, it had been long enough where I remembered the plot. Right. Where I was like, oh, yeah, Killmonger becomes the king and uh, they chase Claw around and Martin Freeman's in it. But I'd forgotten all the details. 
Mm. Like it had faded just enough that it kind of felt new and God damn it. Was he good? Yeah. I mean, he was awesome. It's uh, I hadn't really seen him in anything. And then when they cast him in, I would have been Captain America. Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. I went and rented Jackie Robinson um, 42, you know, the movie he was in. Mm -hmm. And he's incredible. And then Harrison Ford's in it. And he's like super gruff. <laughs> and I was like, I was very excited for the casting then because he was like a phenomenal actor. You knew this guy was going to knock out of the park. And it's like, uh, it's just one of those castings where it's like, it's like, that's a very hard character to pull off. Black Panther. It's like to have that gravitas in the. I mean, even in the comics, he's um, had yeah, great runs. It's hard run. to write. He's had great runs and it's disappeared. He's disappeared for years at a time. Yeah. And it's like uh, when it's good, it's good, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a hard character to play. And he played it so well. And it's yeah. just like, and then to find out, you know, all these people are posting all these stories of like how good a dude this guy was. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like it's like shocking, you know. It's like I'm still kind of like shocked that like yeah, yeah, me because he, you know, he was very private about his you know illness and stuff. Well, that's the thing. The thing that really shocked me was he had cancer for four years, which means he had stage three cancer while he was shooting Black Panther. Yeah, like, and I was watching the scene. I was watching the challenge day where he fights Mbaku, and I was like, I've never been in this good a shape in my life. Right, and this, this guy is battling cancer. cancer that would eventually take his life. Like, and yeah. he was so dedicated. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and everybody talks about like how hosting Saturday Night Live is so exhausting. And I'm like, the guy had cancer. Yeah. And, and did it. it. It's almost like he knew he was living on borrowed time. Yeah. So he got everything in. Um, I posted on the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash caffeinated comics. There's a meme going around of every Chadwick Boseman movie you can watch on streaming. Oh, and right. So it's like, these are on Disney+. Plus. These are on Netflix. These are on Hulu. So definitely take a look if you want to see something else that he did. Um, I really want to see Get On Up because he played James Brown. Oh, yeah. And like, how? That's got to be great. Yeah. It cannot be. No. And it might, um, be, it might be one of those things of Bohemian Rhapsody where like the performance is great and the movie's not good because nobody really talked about it. But yeah tweet that they shared that the announcement tweet is the most liked tweet in history um wow. and it reached that goal in 24 hours it became the most like retweeted or liked twitter image of all time yeah, twitter people, post people loved him and they had good reasons i mean marvel yeah, it's it, like he's one of those yeah no one ever says a bad thing about this guy you know yeah yeah i mean marvel's been very good at at casting they managed to pick the perfect person several times yeah yeah it's really just it's like shocking you know right and it wasn't it wasn't anything that's going on now i saw people repeat like uh like i told my eight-year-old that black panther died and he asked if the police shot him and he asked if he had Jesus. covid and it's like it's not that just shows you how bad we are but it's yeah. also it's it, it, it's, it's almost strange that it's not connected to the badness of 2020. Right. This, this would have been like devastating in any year, but right. it's in a year with like every week it's some new, just her horror, you know, in the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And you figured one of those main horrors would have done it. And it's like, no good. This good, is just life sucking. Yeah. Good people can die anyway. Right. So yeah, I definitely, um, 
Black Panther's worth watching again. Uh, the best thing Gail Simone retweeted. This one, this went viral when Endgame came out, but the cheers inside a movie theater at the final battle of Endgame when Black Panther shows up. Oh yeah, and it just there was something about that movie where it just, I mean, um, it just connected in a way that uh, even other Marvel movies didn't. Like people immediately fell in love with him as T'Challa. Yeah, I I don't know any other character that in, was embraced as quickly by fans. You know, there was a lot of uh, nonsense about Brie Larson. Um, you know, Chris Evans, everyone's yeah, like, yeah, this guy played the Human Torch. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, but this uh, Chadwick Boseman and maybe Robert Downey Jr. are the only two where it's like after that first movie, that first appearance, it's like uh, people like fell in love with these characters. You know, yeah. these, these aren't A-list characters. You know, I love the Black Panther. I think he's one of the coolest characters, but it's like, this wasn't like an A-list character, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. This is yeah, but I mean, Iron Man wasn't an A-list character. Right. Same. Ago. That's, that's what I'm saying. Of... It's like, these were both like B-level guys. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, uh, with Spider-Man, I mean, Civil War is also the debut of Spider-Man as well as Black Panther. Right. And uh, I think people really, really like Tom Holland. I don't hear many bad things about him, but like we've already had a bunch of Spider-Man. So people are like, oh, this is a pretty good Spider-Man. It's like people talking about Robert Pattinson now as Batman. Right. But there's like a wait and see so many Batmans, yeah. Yeah, people aren't that upset. People, yeah, people aren't that upset or that excited because we've seen like eight Batmans. And it's like, all right, if this guy sucks, we'll get another Batman. I think that's right. kind of, that was kind of the attitude towards Tom Holland. Um, but Black Panther just, it, it was like Robert Downey Jr. It felt like this original character that he created. Yeah. Because there was nothing else to connect it to. And um, there's a really good Honest Trailers on YouTube, which is a channel I love because they tend to pick, pick out tropes in movies really, really well. And the Black Panther, one, uh, Black Panther one's really funny. And they point out the fact that, like, that uh, T'Challa doesn't tell any jokes. And they show, like, like Shuri busting on him, Chloe busting on him, and he just like stands there. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, they figured out how to make this guy appealing without having him be quippy. And I mean, even Captain America is kind of quippy. It's like once right. they figured out with once they figured out with Robert Downey Jr., they've kind of done that with everybody. I mean, that's why you hire Chris Pratt to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, um, you want that snarky guy yeah benedict cumberbatch has a sarcastic sense so you know and even captain america the, the most earnest character as the movies went on he got a little more funnier and funnier you know like bruce banner is funny right uh, these are characters that are not traditionally hilarious and chadwick Boseman managed to make black panther relatable and uh identifiable and iconic without leaning on marvel's main strength yeah. And it's, you know, that was, they're starting to break out of the mold. You know, it's like, uh, Killmonger was a great villain, yeah. but it's like the villain's always the copy of the hero. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. he was, he's running around in like an evil Black Panther suit. So, I mean, it's Iron Man one again, but, um, I do think the, uh, it's, it's frustrating because it's like you had all these ideas of, or, you know, you want to see where it was going to go and all this stuff. And, that kind of gets snatched out. And that, that's a very good point is Black Panther part, 2. You know? Black Panther 2 was one of the movies we knew we were getting. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no way. They're not going to recast. Like, I, I, even watching it, I'm like, well, do you make Umbaco the Black Panther? I'm like, no, you, you can't. 
Like, you know, the same, the same way you don't make Iron Man 4 with Don Cheadle. It's like right. that character is, is closed. And, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot of like, how is Black Panther going to leverage the, is Black Panther going to be the main movie without knowing that there's an Avengers coming? Like, will the Fantastic Four appear in Black Panther? Because now they're part of the Marvel, the MCU. And just with Spider-Man, because the last movie bombed so hard, they're not going to immediately rush out a Fantastic Four movie. Right. They're going to take their time. Yeah. And because Black Panther appeared in Fantastic Four, there was a lot of rumors going around. And you and I were propagating that rumor as well. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Maybe this is where the Fantastic Four appears. It would be a nice, like, homage. Like Shuri and Reed Richards work on something. And then... Marvel sees how well people like the Fantastic Four and if they want another movie. That's close. That, that's no longer an option. So You don't think they're going to recast him? No, I don't think they're going to recast him. I think, uh, uh, especially seeing the reaction to his passing, Yeah, I think they, kn- they know it was a Robert Downey Jr. lightning like in a bottle. Trajectory, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've only recast m- some minor characters. They re. They recasted Rhodey and they recasted Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, but Bruce Banner never had his own movie. But so they've done it. Like, it's not like we can't do it. But I don't know if, I don't know if Black Panther separate from Chadwick Boseman is the important thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, anybody could be in that suit kind of. And there's plenty right. of iconic roles where it's like, yeah, it's all CG and, you know, we can change the guy. I don't think he can do it. Yeah, I think it's a hard, it's like, uh, it's a hard character to play. So I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it could be done. I don't know that it's, they're going to get it right again, you know? No, and I think that there's precedence in the comic book. Shuri was the Black Panther for a while. And yeah, Shuri, that's what I was, I guess, thinking is like, they'll make her the Black Panther and shift the story over. Yeah, and she's, and she's beloved. Like people, people loved her in Endgame and Black Panther, mm-hmm. but I don't know that you could sell the movie like that. Like maybe you could put her in Avengers as the Black Panther, but could you do Black Panther 2 and just tell everybody, yeah, sure, he's Black Panther now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a major shift. And, and for some reason, people had a big problem with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it's just people are sexist trolls. And unfortunately, it seems that trolls get the most, this is the loudest voices, you know? This is the age of the troll. Yeah. That's that like... Trolls have never had it better than right now. The president. Yeah, they weaponized the internet. You know, yeah, and was, we elected one. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like now. It, well, someday we'll figure it out. Uh, have you been keeping up with what we do in the shadows? No, I haven't. There's a really great episode where Colin Robinson, who's the energy vampire, um, decides like he can suck people's energy through the internet, and he becomes an internet troll. And he gets into a fight with another internet troll, and he goes to meet him and fight him, and it turns out he's a real troll. And he's like oh. nine feet tall. He's like, what were you saying about me? He's like, meet me under a bridge. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that that show is still going. That show is one of the good things about 2020. There's been a few, yeah. a few good things about 2020. And honestly, I want to pivot because it's been dark enough. Um, one of the good few things about 2020 is Bill and Ted Face the Music is fucking great. So they released it just streaming? No, they released it in theaters and on streaming. They decided, all oh. right, a lot of people won't want to go to the theaters. And this is, I think it's a great contrast with New Mutants came out this week. 
Um, yeah. It's only in theaters. No one's seeing it. It got a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they're saying it's the worst X-Men movie of all time, and that's like... Dark that's Phoenix is really bad. Wolverine Origins is really bad. Did you watch the newest Phoenix one they did? Yeah, it was on HBO. I don't rem- it was one of the- it was like Electra. It was really bad and I was not enjoying myself the entire time I watched it. And I can't tell you anything that happened. Yeah. Like wow. it was painful and then left my brain. So I don't even I don't even get to make fun of it. I don't even like, Yeah, you don't even remember any detailed uh Yeah, it's just gone. Like I yeah. can't I cannot tell you what the Jennifer Garner Electra movie was about, but I hated it. <laughs> like that's the only thing I remember. Dark, that's Dark Phoenix. I saw it for free, yeah. and it was still, it was still awful. But clearly, Disney. And this is worse it. than that. <laughs> yes, Fox wanted to scrap it when they saw the first cut. They were going to pay for all these reshoots, which then Disney didn't do. So they they've just dumped this thing. So. Honestly, in a normal week, in a normal world, we would have talked about it and talked about, oh, it sucked. But, you know, Venom I, we sucked. We might have even and it gone and seen it, you know? Yeah, we probably would have. Yeah. But that's one of the nice things is that Bill and Ted, which I've really been looking forward to, it's, um, have you seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't they, seen it probably in... 20 years if not longer other than the effects they hold up really really well yeah there's like there's some of the worst cg i've ever do you hear a cat scream uh, yeah yeah i do that means everyone hears a cat screaming <laughs> yeah so we need to talk about it the apartment i live in now has no door there's a screeching the cat office. in the background well he peed and pooped all over the boys room so i'm not being that nice to him yeah and uh he's taking, now you're being punished for he's it he's taking it out on all of us yeah <laughs> He's 19. He should yeah. not be alive. <laughs> like, you know, I, I've seen people recently who've gone like, my cat passed away. He lived 14 years. That was a good life. I'm like, I'm starting to think, yeah, that was a good life. Because after 16, he's been an asshole. Right. And he's got five more years on him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so he's, yeah, I think he gave up. But Yeah. He made his point. Oh, yeah. But he might pick it back up again at three in the morning. Yeah, but we won't be here to hear that. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, yeah, but all cats do this. You were just telling me your cat. Yeah, shit in our bathtub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an asshole, huh? Why do we have them? They oh, don't like us. No, they don't. They definitely don't. <laughs> and they take advantage of us. And they just make things harder. I'm like, why is so much of my life centered on cat urine? Cat urine is the most toxic substance there is. Like, this cat has stained hardwood floors for life. Yeah, it's gross. Like, I'm, someday I'm going to have to tell a realtor about the stains on the floor. That's how long they'll be there. Right. <laughs> like, the new owners are going to have to live with those kind of stains. Ah, uh, but those are cats. Anyway, <laughs> the good news is... Um, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Venture uh, is a very much a Gen X touchstone. It kind of created the two dumb guys who are not stoners but they're dumb cool guys good dumb guys yeah because like that baton after bill and ted first one comes out in 88 second one comes out in 90 and then uh that baton gets passed to wayne's world because wayne's world comes out in 91 and like 94 but wayne's world had been on saturday night live and then eventually becomes beavis and butthead and beavis and butthead is coming back with new episodes yeah. And so, 
Yeah, so as, as much as Gen X becomes the forgotten generation, they're sure picking clean our entertainment properties. They sure are. We had two years of X-Files not long ago. Right, it's like everything you guys treasured is going to come back at some point. Yeah, and be explained to millennials. Um, there, it, it's funny because in this movie, I'll go into details. In this movie, uh, they have two daughters, and they, the two girls who play their daughters are fantastic. And there is uh, the Comic-Con panel, but because it's 2020, it was like what, it was like a Zoom meeting that they, that Comic-Con put up. Uh, it's hosted by Kevin Smith, so good luck hearing anybody else talk. <laughs> uh, I timed it. Nine uh, yeah. minutes. Nine minutes before anyone says anything. Nine. Jesus. He, he goes on for two minutes about Jay and Silent Bob. So, well, of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but the two not girls who play, not at all. The two girls who play the daughter said they had never seen the movies because it's been that long. Wow. But they were absolutely Gen X touchstones. Uh, here's a funny story. So we watched, I already owned the first two. So we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on Wednesday. We watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey on Thursday. And then we watched the new movie on Friday. And uh, Friday morning, there was a sale on every Keanu Reeves movie. So I was telling Ben, I was like, hey, I finally bought Matrix 2 and 3. And I said, they were five bucks on iTunes. And I was like, I might as well finish them out. They're going to make Matrix 4. And uh, I said, well, obviously they're on sale because of Keanu Reeves. He's like, he's like why? And I'm like, well, because of Bill and Ted. And he's like, is Keanu Reeves going to be in the new Bill and Ted? I'm like, Keanu Reeves is in all of them. Keanu Reeves is Ted. He didn't recognize Keanu Reeves. Wow. Because his Keanu, wow. Reeves, his Keanu Reeves is John Wick and The Matrix. And yeah. he, he didn't get that this long-haired guy in a comedy was Keanu Reeves. Wow, that's awesome. Nonetheless, did the two girls who are in this. But it's, it's really good. It reminds me a lot of Ash versus Evil Dead, where the fact that they're middle-aged is a big part of it. Right. Um, the premise. I don't want to get too deep into spoilers because I you haven't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. No, it's it's good. Um, the basically the premise is there. Bill and Ted are fifty five years old, and they have never written the song that, that like changes time and makes them the greatest guys in the world. They've written a lot of songs, and none of them are very good. Yeah. So they're like just trying way too hard. And then they basically get told from the future. Um, and Kristen Shaw plays George Carlin's daughter in it, which is really touching. Because, you know, Carlin, Carlin's a big part of the first two, but he passed away in 2008. Right. But she comes back and tells him like, guys, you have to do this by seven o'clock tonight. <laughs> and the movie takes place in real time. Yeah. So then their idea is they can't think of a song. So their idea is to time travel into the future and ask themselves what the song is. Really? And every time they time travel, not only have they not written a song yet, but they're becoming worse and worse people. <laughs> and they're like, guys, we're dicks. <laughs> like, yeah. And we're liars. <laughs> and we're living in that van. We're definitely living in that van, dude. That's great. But it, it's they have the same energy and usually like it's lost. And I've been talking about this movie since they announced it. And I've always thought it was going to be really good because with Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves is signed on for John Wick four and five. 
Like he is not in a position where he has to make another Bill and Ted. Right. They're doing it because they want to. Yeah. And Alex Winter retired from acting. He's a director. Yeah. He came out of retirement to just to do Bill again. Yeah. And he's great in it. Like he's lost no, he's lost no chops. And some, that doesn't always happen. I mean, think of Karen Allen in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like she didn't know how to act anymore. Right. Like Alex Winter is great. It's really funny. It's just as trippy as the other ones where like there's time travel paradoxes. Um, they talked about this being a low budget movie, but the budget looks way better than the other two just because yeah. CG has come along so far. Even like, yeah, and all cheap CG still looks a lot better than it did in the 90s, you know? Yeah, like, like when they go into the future in the first two movies, it's a room. It's, yeah. a, it's a room with no windows. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just like five people in just, this it's they in somebody's show, garage. Yeah. This they like, there's a smoke machine on for some reason to cover the paint. The, this has like, they show the city of the future. And yeah. they're walking through it. And it's not a huge movie. But it's it is really really funny and it pays, it pays off the first two really well. And the nice thing is on social media, um, you know everyone's talking about Chadwick Boseman on social media. But little by little, I noticed because he passed away on Friday night, which is the day the movie yeah. came out, and I found out about it right after I watched the movie. Um, every from Friday to Saturday, everybody was talking about it, a Chadwick Boseman, and then I noticed Saturday and today, and more and more people like. Well, I'm going to watch Bill and Ted now. Well, I'm going to watch Bill and Ted now. Yeah. And um, it really started to cheer people up. And well, I think it's because it's nice it's, it's to have like something that's just, just like mindlessly wholesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> got know? a positive like, spirit. Right, it's it. like there's a positive spirit to it. It's going to be, you know, it's going to end well. You know, yeah. it's like. All the movies are PG-13. So right. like, they never get that dark or violent or sexual. Um, they're just sweet and weird and dorky and smart. Uh, it lives up. I mean, the same two guys, Chris Mazathan and Ed Solomon, um, they created these characters just kind of doing improv for their friends. And they were talking about how they originally had just a sketch where those two characters time travel. And then that turned into a full feature. But they've written all three. No one else has written the movies. Yeah. There's been different directors for each one, but they've always written them. So and not only like, make as many of the thing as you want, as long as it's the people that don't just try to they're not they obviously waited, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't make this movie twenty years ago or you know, fifteen years ago. They said they had so, they had the so, idea. So I think it's like they did it right. They had an idea, you know. Yeah, they had the they said they had the idea ten years ago. And then it was like trying to get it made. And honestly, I think the John Wick movies were enough that a studio was like, Oh, Keanu Reeves wants to make a movie here. Uh, yeah. What is it? Oh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Whatever he wants, <laughs> you know, but it's really good. Ed Keanu Reeves is still re is really funny in it, which you, you haven't seen him be funny in a long yeah, time. I was going to say, I don't know. I know he was like, the. So, right. Keanu Reeves. What's Keanu Reeves was like the voice in the, one of the Toy Story movies recently. Yeah, he was um, the evil Knievel. Right. The so Canadian I didn't see evil that, Knievel. but I assumed it was. But it's like, again, 
the action guy for so many years, it's like you kind of forget he was doing comedy, you know? Yeah, and he's great at it. Um, yeah, that that's another feeling you get through the whole movie is like they really care. They want to do this movie. They want like they want this movie to be good, and um, there's no like guessing what the audience wants. Like even in Marvel movies, there's this feeling of like. Uh, maybe we should travel to different countries now and maybe we should have this kind of joke, you know? Right. As good as those movies are, they don't feel like a singular voice as much as they feel like um, committee thinking done well. This movie is just, it just feels like what Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves wanted to do and Chris Madsen and Ed Solomon wanted to write. Right. It's like, it's the product of just like a group of people who, are invested in it because it's theirs, not because they're trying to make more of the same money making right. <laughs> venture, you know? Yeah. It's really sweet. One, and there's a, a nice touch at the end where um, I don't remember them doing this, but they obviously put out a call across the internet, for, like people just playing instruments and they run a montage of like, of, you know, people's camera videos over the credits. Mm-hmm. And like it was supposed to be this heartwarming moment of like, oh, everyone's kind of involved in the music. But now with these days in quarantine, and I'm sure they did shot all these before quarantine, it was the most hopeful thing I've seen in 2020. Wow. Because it's all people alone, like maybe two people in a garage, somebody in their backyard, you know? They were all home videos. Right. They're not big groups. And it's like, oh yeah, we're all kind of just home by ourselves. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I and it was like the it, it was an I think it's an excuse to have fun and I can't tell you the last time I had an excuse to have fun. Like yeah, yeah, right. It's like because everything's been so locked down for so long. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the country locked down in the middle of my cruise. That's that's kind of how <laughs> <laughs> like the cruise I went on with Bill, the John, the Joko cruise, like as I was getting on the boat, Will Wheaton's like, I can't get on the boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was, it was even something that's supposed to be that silly and fun. Didn't happen. Right. And the fact that the fact that they went on demand, I thought was just such a, a good idea. It's like, Oh yeah, it's in the theater. If you want to see it in the theater, but um, I was in the city today. I ended up hitting up a bunch of comic stores wearing a mask. And I drove past the Regal Cinemas on Western Avenue and the lights were on and they had the IMAX sign out. And I'm like, there's not a single person in there. Because, you know, why would you go to a big building with no windows? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I love going to the movies and it's just like, it just sucks. I know. You know I, I miss going to the movies. For a while, I was like, I don't care about going to the movies. I got a good TV and I can download right. stuff. But six months later, it's like, yeah, I miss I miss having that as my activity for the night. Right. You know, it's like I wouldn't see too many movies, but it's like it was nice to see them every couple months. And it's like, oh, I'm probably way over <laughs> that threshold because it's been, you know, at least since before March. I don't even know what the last movie I probably saw it was. I was trying to think of that. I think for me it was, I think it was jo- Star Wars. I think for me it was Jojo Rabbit. When um, did that come out? March maybe yeah so i think it was like february march i did i did see birds of prey um which i watched again the other week it's good 
That yeah, means- I still haven't uh, desired to see it yet. I've heard it was good. I just it's good. Uh, you, um, you and McGregor plays Black Mask. That I, yeah, I love like, that guy. He's great in it. I mean, it's it's such a it's kind of like a like dread. It's kind of like that under the radar comic book movie where you you have low expectations and then you're like, oh no, they kind of nailed it. But I saw that, and I I think Jojo Rabbit was the last thing I saw in a theater. Yeah, it must have been the last thing I saw then, too. Yeah, I mean, think of the movies we haven't gotten yet. We were supposed to have Black Widow. We were supposed to have Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's it's like I remember Black Widow because it was supposed to be early. It was supposed to be like March or May or something. May, yeah. But was... a Black, or Wonder Woman, I keep thinking, oh, that was later in the year without realizing, yeah, and then it's later in the year now. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's even later than that. <laughs> things didn't just go, go on pause in March. As much as, as much as they feel like they did. They really do. Yeah, it was, it's, and that's the thing. I mean, we've mentioned it before, especially with Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman gone, like there's no Black Panther 2. It's like, no, still nothing's being shot. They're trying to figure out ways to socially distance. On set, yeah. On set, and there's a lot of plans, but it's like, I don't know when we're going to get blockbuster movies again. I mean, Bill and Ted was not a big budget movie. They shot it last year. And uh, in fact, when quarantine happened, Ed Sullivan, one of the writers, is very active on Twitter and he'll respond. And I asked him, were you able to finish shooting? Because I really want to see it. And he's like, yeah, we finished shooting, but we didn't finish editing. We're going to work out how to socially distance the editing. And obviously they figured it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot easier. It's a bunch of people working at computers in different Yeah. Locations. You can Zoom meeting and look no at the problem. dailies. Yeah. Filming with a bunch of people on set. It's like, I don't see how that yeah, gets done all... in a socially responsible manner. Yeah. A big movie has hundreds of people on the set at right. one time. Hundreds. Yeah. Constant yeah. running around. And you're yeah. all eating from uh, one big table. I was <laughs> trying to just it's say like, that. Craft yeah. services. It's like, it's like, uh, you might as well just spit in everybody's mouth. <laughs> as soon as you walk on set good morning but yeah so like black widow didn't come out and then you hear all this stuff about online uh, because dc just did their dc dome last week or whatever it was called we covered yeah fandom yeah and all these people online are like marvel's done marvel's got nothing (laughs) yeah it's like no marvel didn't announce anything but man we lost black panther the greatest thing in the world this week so it might be a struggle to find the greatest thing in the world this week. But uh, I did – I went to go visit Mr. Wayne's, which um, still going with a mask on. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the first stores to open with a mask. Um, but he's doing good. It's always good to see Mike. And Mike had – I have too much credit at Mr. Wayne's because Mike has been so good about taking some of my old toys and just yeah. applying their credit. So then um, he t- tends to talk me into really expensive things. That I wouldn't have bought, but he's like, hey, you got the credit. And then I use up a lot of credit. Yeah. Um, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. But he had uh, new Mezco 112s in. He had the Batman Supreme Knight, which is basically Mezco's version of the Dark Knight Returns on like a much thicker body. Mm. And like an old Bruce Wayne and short ears. And um, once again, it's like I have like five Batmans from Mezco. I was going to say, how many Dark Knights do you have, too? I had the Dark Knight Returns, which was their first figure six years ago, and I sold it, mm. doubled my money, and patted myself on the back, and now it goes for like $600. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know it's if crazy. I ever told the story. Uh, I don't know if I ever told the story about uh, my business acumen, 
But um, Nelson Asensio, who used to draw for Crusade Comics and uh, work at Art Asylum, and um, who we've been trying to get on the show for a while, is a good friend of mine. We worked together at Art Asylum, and on Instagram he posted his copy of New Mutants 98. He's like, look at this, I still have it. And I was like, oh yeah, I bought that book for $7, and then I sold it for $14. And I thought, <laughs> I, I was so smart. <laughs> That book is like $150 now. Yeah. This is why I never owned a store. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't recommend the practice in my experience. <laughs> Just in general? Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, – I don't know how many stores lasting through the pandemic. Let's just put it that way. Uh, kudos to Mike for uh, keeping it going and f- figuring out a way to hang in there. Yeah, and as I said today, I was in – uh, I hit a lot of stores today. I was in Chicago Comics, which is doing really well. Those guys are on top of their business. I stopped by two Graham Crackers, uh, I st- and I stopped by Kapow Collectibles. Kapow Collectibles was letting in two people at a time. Yeah. So, so I had to wait. Well, I had to wait for somebody to decide not to buy anything before I could get in there. But yeah. they're all chugging along. But at Mr. Uh, so Mr. Wayne's had the Supreme Night, which I talked myself out of getting. And then he talked me into getting, and man, they're just, they're just know what they're doing with these figures. Uh, and then also he had the previews exclusive Spider-Man Far From Home Night Monkey. So, oh, mm. it's not even, it said Spider-Man Stealth Edition. And the two of us were discussing like, why don't they just call this Night Monkey? That's what he's called in the movie, yeah. which was a year ago. So, uh, And it's a new figure? It's a new figure, yeah. Uh, oh, they take weird. a while to come out. But he's got like the goggles flip up and it's the black costume from Far From Home. And he already talked me into the black costume comic version Mezco and the Homecoming. So I came home and ordered the Far From Home and the um, Hoodie Spider-Man from eBay. Yeah. So uh, I then sold more stuff. (laughs) But again, um, we went from a figure drought with pandemic is st- things are starting to speed up again we just got the spider-man set the deadpool set starting to hit that's iron man silver surfer and moon knight exclusives are coming out um there's a rogue pyro set just hit big bad toy store uh there's a lot of toys just starting to hit but it's still nice to like just kind of find something on a shelf right and go, this looks good take it home and open it up yeah it's, it's weird it's i didn't think about it that it's changed like that but that used to be when i was a kid i didn't know what figures were coming out i would just go to the toy store find something cool buy it or look on the back of the box and they'd show like other figures that were coming out and now it's not that now it's like we know what this stuff is months in advance and i'm just like order it <laughs> you know it's like yeah. it shows up in a box and it's like cool Half the fun of it is, uh, you know, that's why it's like going to Mike's was nice because it's like it's an old school toy store. It just pegs some figures. You know, it's like stuff from years ago you forgot about mixed in with stuff you've never seen before. Right. The uh, the Sentinel uh, HasLab Kickstarter finished this week as well at twenty two thousand orders. So wait, that means twenty two thousand people ordered uh, Sentinel. Yeah, or 22,000 Sentinels were ordered. You could order up to five, I think. Wow, that's crazy. So uh, they ex- they hoped for 6,000. What? <laughs> that's yes. crazy. It, it's like the that's Todd McFarlane nuts. spawn. 
Like yeah. Cyber Fraud Spawn hoped for fifty thousand and got three million. They hoped six thousand people would buy the Sentinel and twenty two thousand Sentinels were sold. Wow. They they had to scramble to throw in another extra, so they put in a tri sentinel head. So if you want him to be the crazy sentinel that Loki made. Right, during Acts of Vengeance. Yep. Yeah. You can you can make him that if you want. Why not? <laughs> it's but, crazy. Yeah, but it's not he's not gonna ship to like summer twenty twenty one. And what did they charge for it? Oh, he was three hundred bucks. Yeah, wow. He's like two and a half feet tall. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's ridiculous. But it, it and that's one of those things where I can budget and budget and budget and budget and budget. And I can like I'm not going to Mariano's this week. I'm going to Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> you, some things you tell me that Sentinel's three hundred bucks, and I'm like, okay, I won't buy two. Dude, that's over six million dollars. <laughs> oh my god! You <laughs> I just did the math. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bananas. <laughs> yeah. So wow. It, it just shows when you make something people want, they will come out for it, Seriously. or at least they will click on it. Yeah. But the, that's incredible. Um, but it's nice that the – I said we had a couple months pause with the supply lines with the pandemic. And even though the pandemic is nowhere near <laughs> toward the end, uh, it's good to be getting toys again, especially because it's, it's so hard to even get comics. You know? Yeah, it's crazy because I always think we used to talk about <clears> – <throat> mostly comics, right? That was the idea. But then all the movie news kind of takes over everything. But right. even just like looking at like comics from like the last couple of weeks, it's like the it does seem like there's still a delay on everything where we're in the midst of this like weird crossover empire from Marvel that I'm trying to read out everything. That oh, I didn't out. even I didn't even try. I'm just trying it's to keep up. So dumb. <laughs> it's like I was, I was excited for it initially because they were going back to like talking about the Kree Skrull War. They were doing like they were using Captain Marvel's kid, the uh, Hulkling. Um, they were doing the swordsman got brought back and they did the Katati and Mantis and all this crap from the seventies. And it's just like, it's just like terrible. It's like, I was talking to Dave about it the other day. It's like, I was very excited for going in. It's They got a cool artist on it. And it's just like, it's just nonsense. It's like garbage for like five issues, all these crossovers, very upsetting. Yeah. I'm just trying to read the amazing Spider-Man sins rising and with, the. Uh... The pa- I have a subscription to Amazing Spider-Man, and the pandemic has screwed with it. And then I also decided to submit a change of address right before the post office was hemorrhaging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good timing. Stab like Caesar. So there's a lot of stuff just randomly shows up at multiple addresses. So right. I'm, two, I'm two shoes behind on that. And I was at Chicago Comics, and they had them. And I'm like, do I buy these? Do I not buy these? And as we've been talking, like – I'm thinking about selling all my comics. So I'm like, do I just buy this on Comixology? But is a copy coming? And like, I just want to read a story. I I took out um, I took out Ends of the Earth because I just wanted to read like a big old Dan Slot Doc Ock story. Yeah. And I was like, fine, it's a hardcover book. It's fine. And then in the middle of it, it's like, well, you're gonna jump to the Ends of the Earth one shot where Union Jack fights the Scorpion. <laughs> and I'm like, even in even in graphic novel form, there's bullshit in these in these events. There is, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 difficult. But uh, what's your greatest thing in the world? So mine's actually a comic. Uh, okay. Speaking of, uh, my buddy Ken recommended uh, the Old Guard, 
Um, Greg Rucka wrote it. It's, oh, I, like I just read the first trade of it. Um, and it's, it's great. I liked it a lot. Um, it's just like, um, I, and then I found out, I guess Netflix made a movie for it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's basically a team of like five or six. I can't remember how many they're, they're immortals, but they're only immortals until they're not. So you, you get killed no, and then you, so become, am I <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> here's what happens. Like you get killed and then you come back. And sometime you just won't come back. You don't know when, but you'll be immortal for maybe 100 years. You might be immortal for thousands of years. But one time when you die, you'll actually die and you won't come back. So they're like a team of like mercenaries that run around trying to like save kids from like, you know, uh, child traffickers or whatever. Mm -hmm. They murder all these people. But it's just like a really good story just quick you know it was six issues and then i think there's another series they've come out with that i haven't read um but they're all the characters in it all follow the lead who's the oldest of the immortals she's like five thousand years old or six thousand years old or something bananas um and then everyone else is only like a couple hundred years old or maybe one thousand years old and then they find each other and you know work together so really like any other greg rucka story it's really kind of well thought out how everything kind of goes together and fits together um, so then I watched the Netflix movie because I like the comic and the movie's basically the same thing. Um, adaptation. Yeah. The adaptation. And I guess they're trying to turn it into like a series. So there might be more. So it's like, it's worth read both reading and watching. I didn't think the movie was, it wasn't stellar, but Charlize Theron plays the lead. Um, oh, you know what? I, I heard about that. You've probably and seen it like advertised cause it's one yeah, of like cause they said she's really good in it. Yeah. I she didn't is. realize it was a comic. Right. Yeah, I didn't know either. I'm sure I've seen the advertisement, but then when Ken recommended it and then I read it, I'm like, oh, this axe is the same axe from the Netflix show. It looks identical. Um, So it's like a pretty clear um, adaptation, but it has like the most horrifying consequence of being immortal I've ever seen in any fiction. (laughs) It's horrifying. It's just one of the things they do to one of the characters and you're you're just kind of like, oh, that would that's why immortality sucks is <laughs> because it's like this thing is just going to happen to you over and over again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh. So if you got a Comixology account, you could probably find that. Uh, I'm sure it's on there. I don't know how cheap it would be. But then if you've got Netflix, you know, you want to just skip the comic and read the or watch the movie. The movie kind of, I think, covered all the main points. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check that out. It's like my list with all this quarantine, my list just keeps getting longer and longer. I'm like, I gotta finish Doom Patrol season two. I gotta finish Umbrella Academy. Right. Uh, the fact that it's a movie, I think, helps. It's like sometimes yeah. it's easier to get two hours. I was actually surprised because I thought it was a, I thought it was a series, not a movie, because I just don't think of Netflix making movies. Then I got to the end. I'm like, oh, this is the end of like a movie. This is it. There's no <laughs> there's no like further episodes, you know. So yeah, I thought I was starting like a new show. Yeah, it's funny because uh, you're right. They make a ton of movies and sometimes it's easy to forget. Right. I always I mean, I, it's like I remember they make movies, but I think it's like um, I always think of them as a TV platform. You know, it's like unless they yeah. have a movie somebody else made. It's like their original content is still. I just don't think of it that way because we're going to go to, you know, uh, we're not going to movie theaters anyway. It's like it's impossible to tell what yeah, reality I, feels like anymore. I've been saying it's I think it's been a year, but my the best movie I saw I ever saw on Netflix is Dolomite is my name with the Eddie oh, Murphy, yeah. Wesley Snipes. 
Oh my yeah. uh, Keegan Michael Key. It's like you want if you want to see the Black Ed Wood, and why wouldn't you? Right. It's uh, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty great. It's one of those movies I keep going like I should watch that again. And I know a lot of people don't like to watch movies over and over again, but like I was saying earlier in the show with Black Panther, I was like there was so much I forgot. That yeah. That's that was, why you want to go back, right? It's like it's the same thing with reading older comics. It's yeah. like uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I got the I'm the best when it came out for Mark Waite's Fantastic Four run, but I haven't been gotten to it yet. I'm reading different books and I'm trying to think when the last time I read that run and I don't think I ever read it collected. I think I read it monthly. And it's I'm always I always like getting to the point where I'm so far removed from that run. That run was probably what the 20, 2010 or something, uh, you know, era maybe earlier. I, I think it was like two thousand six because it was right. It, it was like around the time Straczynski was on Spider Man. It was yes. It, it was it one was, of those like big Joe Casada moves. So I think it might have yes. been God. It might have so been two thousand three. Yeah, it's like right. might have been Grant Morrison on X Men era. So I know there's a lot that I won't remember. So when yeah. I go back to read it, it's like, oh, cool. It's like I know the overall story is good. I know the big story arcs they did, but I'm there's I know there's a lot of stuff that I don't remember that's going to be nice to revisit. And it's um, it's the same thing with movies, right? Is like you know, it's yep. like you don't see it for a while. You get on the other side of it. You you know you remember the plot. You remember all the big moments, but it's the the small details that you miss. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how I was with Black Panther, and that's like I said, I'm reading Spider-Man: Ends of the Earth. I may I probably read it twice, and I it's like reading a new story. But there's right. the but there's the comfort of like, oh, I know this is gonna be good. Like I'm not worried about like how is this gonna end? Is this gonna suck? Right. Like, yeah. Because uh, it's like I'm still reading like Hickman's X-Men, and I'm liking it, but I'm like, ah, where's this going though? Like, you know, you hope yeah. he's gonna pull it off. He's got a good track record, but you're just like every issue, you're almost like, I hope it doesn't go off the rails now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm behind on that, and I am a little worried about the the crossover coming. I'm like crossovers. Right. Yeah. Very very rarely do crossovers make a title better. It's usually like it's usually if you're enjoying a title, it's going along fine, and then for three issues, it just doesn't make any sense. And right. then there's you an issue. Slog through it. There's an issue of trying to clean it up, and it's like it's so rare that it's like, oh, this this is the big story, and it's great. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's his. He did manage to pull it off, and you pulled I mean, it off it was, twice. I, I three mean, times. I mean, Secret Warriors two was a long run. Oh yeah, I never book. read that one. I yeah, it was great. It was just an awesome Nick Fury book. So it's like all three of these big books that he did at Marvel. It's like they really did work. They all paid off in big stories. That uh, I, I mean, I like Secret Wars, the main story. I think it was cool. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm hoping with X-Men is like, this is the first crossover. There's a lot coming out because it's I see it advertised all over the place. And I'm just like, I've liked everything I've read with X-Men with the main stuff. So I'm hoping this will hopefully I can just dip my toe in the crossover, enjoy what I read and keep going, you know? Yeah, I'm behind on my X-Men. I think I, I think uh, issue five was the last I read and I am enjoying it. Right. But it's it's one of those times where like Comixology throws out a lot of X-Men sales and sometimes it's like, eh, if I wait a month, it'll be, you know, a dollar. Right. Yeah. You know, it'll go on sale eventually. So there's no reason. To, there's no there's no rush to get it. And, and and it'll probably read better in 
you know, a shorter sitting than yeah. spread out over two years or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, even it's Fantastic Four. I was I was reading it monthly and I was enjoying it because I love the Fantastic Four when it's done well. But there was a long time of like I don't know what's going on. Like what, right. are, what are you talking about? What are these What are these fish people and why is Invisible Woman their leader? Yeah, like there's it's a lo- interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of oddness, but then when you go back and read it, you're like, oh, it's actually really great. And you don't know what he's building up to because like his Fantastic Four run was it was all about like the depth and return of Johnny, really. But you didn't know that for a right. Year. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's coming. You don't know it's coming, but then when you reread it, it's that's the other thing, too, with rereading this stuff is when you reread it, you kind of know where it's going. It's you pick up all the hints along the way, you know? Yeah. I'll maintain for the rest of my life that the uh, Human Torch and Peter Parker's roommates is like the greatest why they can't figure out how to make that work. (laughs) It's just like I'd watch a whole series about that. I just reread uh, Dan Slott's Spider-Man Human Torch, which was the first Spider-Man he ever wrote. And now the first Fantastic Four he ever wrote, because he also did the Thing series before he did Fantastic Four. And I like his Fantastic Four run. Like, it's consistently entertaining. Consistently entertaining. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm digging it. It's like Nick Spencer's Spider-Man. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. Like, it's yet to blow me away, but I'm not disappointed. Right. It's like every issue does just good enough. You know, it's like it's just surprising. Like Spider-Man's always pretty good. It's surprising yeah, yeah. that Fantastic Four is a very difficult book to get right. And it's like right now it's pretty good. It's like every issue. I'm like, yep, this is still good. Well, that's inter- it's interesting, too. You just made me realize that Spider-Man is always good. And it's like because there's so much Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man is always good. But right. sometimes spectacular sucks, and yeah, for a the long time title. there's like, whatever <laughs> Spider-Man suck, and it's because these offices have so many t- so many titles that they can put the A talent on the A book. When you have just Fantastic Four, you gotta right. go. You gotta go with who's doing it. Yeah, you gotta try. Get it's a it's yeah, a tryout it's, book. Yeah, it's almost like Spider-Man. You have four chances to get it right every month. Yeah, it's crazy. And you see that with um, I was just looking at the Roger Stern. Spider-Man Omnibus, which is maybe my favorite Omnibus of all of them. Um, and I remember when I got it, it shocked me because I love that Amazing Spider-Man run with John Romita Jr. And when I opened it, I'm like, wait, the first 400 pages is Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. So they obviously put him on that and then promoted him to Amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, this happens with Detective, right? It's like, it, yep. you know, the guy that was on Detective got promoted for when Tom King left. It's like, it's right. the book. They're trying out. Yeah, Snyder started out on Detective. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, you know, it's the B book, right? Yep. You know, this is why it's like <clears throat> they've got so many variations of all these different titles. Yeah, I mean, Nick Spencer did Superior Foes before he did Amazing. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, um, all right. So we've had ups and downs tonight. <laughs> yeah, much like this year. <laughs> Yes, but uh, I'm appreciative that we can find the joy in certain things. So yeah. it keeps us sane. Yeah, let us know what you what's giving you joy right now because it's uh, sometimes it's harder and harder to find, and when you find it, you feel like you can't share it with anybody because you're sitting in your house alone. Right. So <laughs> there's ways to get in touch with us and tell us what you're into. 
Um, I'm at not in my book. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. That's what we're using for the social network feed. But we do have a Facebook page specifically for the show. That's facebook.com slash caffeinated comics. And that's where we posted things like Chad Bozeman passed away. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, I found out about it by a fake out. I found out about it on Twitter. And the person who, who posted it said, said, Chadwick Bozeman, is this a fake story? No. And they were obviously emotionally reacting. And my initial reaction was, what's the fake story about Chadwick Boseman? Oh, he's mm. dead? He couldn't possibly be dead. He's like 42. Right. So yeah. I, I went through denial pretty quickly. Yeah, it's that's kind of it. Um, a few people reached out and said that's where they found out about it was on our Facebook page. So Facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics. And Stephen, how do we find you and the show? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, um, and you can find the show on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen in the next seven days, but we will talk to you about it next week. I'm sure we of that. will. <laughs> <laughs> One thing's true. <laughs> yeah. 